Well, hello. Welcome to Hello There. I'm your host, Sarah, and this episode is all about the duel from Star Wars Visions. It premiered a couple weeks ago, and um, I believe there's nine episodes in total. And um, I was going to go ahead and do them like three episodes at a time. But as like the weeks have gone by and as I've watched them and me and my kids have watched them over and over, um, I just feel like each one deserves its own little episode on its own. So this one is all about the duel. Um, I'm going to try to make it less than 14 minutes. That's how long the actual episode is. And then uh, once I get into tattooing Rhapsody and the twins, I'll try to do the same. Try to just do little 10 minute 15 minute episode because they've grown on me and I, I don't want to like lump them all together um now that I've formed attachments to them um I am no Jedi so I'm allowed to do that uh but anyways this is going to be all about uh Ronin taking on um this uh you know uh dark side entity that has shown up at this this small village um we see him kind of strolling on in with this uh this really kind of cute r2d2 character with this little straw hat and um it uh well not hat i don't know it's just part of its like makeup it looks really really cool um and he ends up meeting with this little old guy and um uh lets him know that like this droid um, is having problems. It needs to be fixed before this uh, tea kettle starts boiling and goes off. So um, that's just kind of interesting, right? And so um, we see uh, stormtroopers and we see this uh, this character show up. I don't know if we know her name yet. I, I, this, I'm not sure if we know that yet. Um, she is definitely the antagonist here. Um, I think that's what she's like known as. And in the uh, English dub version, it's Lucy Liu playing her, which is like beautiful because she's Oren Ishii from Kill Bill among like many other roles that she's done. So um, her just voice is so dark and ominous and insidious, if you will. Um, and she's just super badass looking and has the craziest looking lightsaber weapon propeller thing that I've ever seen in anything right um and so they they wrangle up all the uh the townspeople and um they ask for the 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 village um chief to come up and it's this little boy and the guy's like uh he starts making fun of him and is like oh did your dad run off and you know now you run you know now you're the you're in charge of the town and it cuts to this little um, room that looks like it's on like the second floor and there's somebody like lying on the floor very dead looking so I'm kind of assuming maybe that's the kid's father um, but anyways I think it's all just a ruse because um, then we get this super uh, bad batch no pun intended uh, group of androids and monster alien creatures and they're so cool and they're so badass and they start um coming in to take out these troopers just absolute douchebag people right and um her dark side force is just so strong and so powerful that she eventually takes them all down almost herself outside of the stormtroopers and um then we see ronin strolling on in and um 
you know, what's really cool about this is that like the black and white and gray, you know, the way it's kind of sketched looking that, um, that kind of grainy filter over it and the tiny little pops of color that we get to see, like it's only red, right? From the saber to the kyber crystals, etc. Um, there's yellow when the droid comes in, you know, and kind of saves the day with his little uh, whispering birds, kind of like the Mandalorian has. Um, those are yellow. And then the lights are green and blue, like in the town. And it just has this very mid-century vibe to it. This kind of, um, I'm going to have a, I'm trying my best here to, to describe it. Um, 50s, 60s feel um, timeless and retro, but like, I don't know. And I think that's why it just kind of remains my favorite because I don't know if it's because like I watched a lot of TV with like my grandpa and my grandma like growing up, um, you know, so like a lot of those TV shows were, you know, Western shows, which are based off of, <laughs> um, you know, like Japanese samurai stuff anyways, um, you know, which comes full circle to Star Wars. It's where it all begins. So it just had this sort of like, it just obviously it's called the duel it was a showdown um and so by the time um those two come together and I think she gets like the last of like the cool the cool guys trying to save the town like the android looking looking one um she senses him behind her and she like looks over at him and um as he gets closer um she pulls out her red saber and he stops it in between his hands, you know, very Moses-esque, parting the sea. Mm, I'm getting religious, even though I'm not religious. Uh, he does this, like, very cool hand move, stops the saber from getting his face, and she says, Jedi, <laughs> you know, like, very pissed off, like a snake, you know what I mean? And um, he is, he says, like, unfortunately not, I think, um, or I'm ashamed I am not. Something along those lines, because then he busts out his fucking red saber, right? And you're like, oh, shit. Like, now it's really on, okay? Now it's actually show time, okay? And um, they start going at it. They end up on a log on the river, which is very reminiscent to Obi and Anakin fighting in Mustafar on, like, the, the lava river, you know, standing on the, the little pieces of... um. I don't know, droid shrapnel, if you will. So anyways, and I think the same music that they use in that part of Revenge of the Sith is in this. I'm like, would like bet, you know, I would almost bet something on that. But like, that's what the music was that played um, as they were fighting on the log, okay? And rather than, like, the log scene turning into, like, dirty dancing with, like, Johnny and Baby, uh, that's not what happens here, right? Uh, she, um, she basically, uh, kicks him off after, after he pulls his, like, the ace, you know, the ace has up his sleeve. Um, he puts the saber down at one point and, um, because she says, like, put your weapon down. And he, lightly touches his wrist and that's him pushing a button a uh, very Asajj Ventress uh, style and um and wields the droid back into 
uh, action, if you will. And so this cute little, you know, screaming droid comes um, busting out of the of the little old man's house and um, obliterates the rest of the stormtroopers in the town. And uh, with the little whispering bird looking yellow missiles and um, one is clearly meant for her and it shows up and uh, she stops it. So she stops this um, little whispering bird that came from the, the droid uh, from getting getting her, exploding her, and she uses her saber to block it. And at this point, um, he goes off of the ledge of the uh, edge, ledge, whatever, the end of the waterfall, and ends up in this kind of cave-looking area, right, in the middle of it, like he doesn't end up at the bottom of the waterfall. Um, and so she goes over to make sure things are complete, 100% done. She's not going to leave any, uh, threads loose here. Okay. And by the time she gets down to the cave, she uses the log to make a, a, a separation in between the water. Again, with the <laughs> Moses reference, she parts the water. I don't know what's going on here with that. Um, again, I'm not fucking religious, but there was, um, the similar imagery like twice here with like the parting of things. So anyways, whatever. She goes inside of the fucking um uh cave and she's enticed by this red glowing light. It looks like a saber has been withdrawn. Um and she goes uh I guess on the uh the defense here and goes to attack. And, um, no, I, you know what? I don't, I don't know the difference between offense and defense because I've never cared to pay attention in football. I did cheer. My parents are like crazy football fans. And I know like offense and defense goes way outside of the realm of football and sports in particular, but I'm not going to get into it right now. It's just like too much for my brain to handle. So anyways, she's like, goes at it right full fucking charge with her fucking saber slices through this fucking stone statue that is not ronin okay who's like one of the best looking animated characters of all time so good for you sir um and uh anyways it's it wasn't him it wasn't him and um as soon as she slices through it uh we see a saber go through her and as quickly out uh she falls to the ground she's dead she's gone goodbye it was nice. It was real. And um, he collects the sabers, goes back up to the town, um, talks to the young boy, gifts the old man her spinning propeller thing. I kind of now I'm, I'm spinning my hand like the like Rose does in Titanic when she's like the p- 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 the propeller saber thing. Right. And he's like, here, you can have her leftover fucking weapon. He's jazzed. He's excited. So it's cool. And, um, anyways, uh, the, the young boy is sort of just like, uh, what are you doing with that saber, sir? And, um, you know, we see him bust open the kyber crystal, which was like a super cool shot. And, um, anyways, he gives it to the young boy, which, um, you know, interesting, cool, you know, what's that going to lead to? So anyways, you know, and then, then he's moved he's on to to wander right like like a like a like a cowboy in the wind right so um I just 
I don't know. It's a great 14 minutes of, of animation. It's beautifully stylized. Um, there's, it's not heavy in dialogue. Um, it gets right to the point. Maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. There's not a whole lot to like figure out here. It's, um, but it's been nice to put on continually. It's just something I do. Um, and, uh, and it's just, uh, it's just grown. A, it, a, there's a special place in my heart for this episode in particular. I don't know if it's because it's the kickoff episode to Visions. I don't know if it's because maybe I haven't watched a whole lot of anime throughout the years. And so, you know, being 34 years old and sitting down and watching this at midnight and it being Star Wars, it just kind of felt special. It had an extra uh, energy to it. You know, there was other people talking about, you know, staying up and watching it late at midnight too. And, um, you know, I guess the closest thing to a midnight movie that, um, that I guess I've had it in a while. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's, that's a little bit why it feels kind of special. Again, it just reminded me of just this kind of, it felt like sitting down in front of the TV, like at one of my grandparents' house as a kid. It just, it just had a really special energy to it. And this, that this is the absolute best. I think I'm going to be able to articulate this. Um, so anyways, um, up next, you know, in terms of vision will definitely be tattooing Rhapsody. I just love that episode so much. Um, hearing Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, and the English dub version was really special because he dressed up as Yoda several years ago at one of the um, Star Wars premieres. So anyways, uh, Visions, I love it. Anything Star Wars, it's great. It's grand. It's wonderful. And I'm always appreciative of it. So anyways, I think I managed to do this within 14 minutes, which is how long this Visions episode was, The Duel. So Thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming to this uh, dual TED talk. Um, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, maybe the nostalgia I have with my grandparents because my grandmother's maiden name is Dual. Huh. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to leave. Goodbye. And, uh, you know, just I don't have any taglines. I'm kind of freaked out now. Uh, you know, stay safe. Stay curious and, uh, you know, just, um, if the stormtroopers roll into town, just be as badass as this little kid was in this episode, right? You know what I mean? He just stood up and he's like, I'm in charge of this town. Just absolutely not a blink of an eye, just, uh, just in his power. So may, may we all be in ours. So happy week.